Come on, let's give God a big clap off and a praise. Yes, sir, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, he is worthy to be praised. Hey, y'all. Oh, man, it is so good to see y'all. It's so good to see y'all. Y'all can be seated. Uh, it is so good to be back, and I know I speak on behalf of Lady Swan. I'm going to ask her to come join me uh, up here on the, on the stage. Come on, y'all give it up for Lady Swan as well. It is good to be back. It is, it is good to be back. I'm going to share some highlights with you in a moment of, of our sabbatical, but I want to take a moment, first of all, to do some thank yous uh, in our absence. And so uh, I'm going to ask a lot of people, even uh, the musicians, to come off uh, the instruments just for a moment. I'm going to ask Reverend Person first to come on up here. Come on, y'all give it up. Let me, let me tell y'all something. We are extremely blessed at Ivy because we have a faithful servant. What, what I know is that ain't nobody happier to see me than he is. I know that much. I got here at 8 o'clock. He was at my office, 8.05. Just want to make sure you here. <laughs> but I want to say thank you for your leadership, for your heart, for your willingness to serve. He had to still work his job full time at the shipyard. He had to still carry the responsibilities of being in my position as full time pastor. And he did it in an outstanding fashion and in grace. And we need to thank him your support. Love you, man. Um, how, you, how, you, how you like this pastoring thing, man? You, you, you. No, don't go nowhere no more. <laughs> For those who didn't hear, he said, don't go nowhere no time soon, is what he said. Let me take a moment now. Also, I want to thank um, our staff, so our Sunday morning crew. I know Bill and JP, I know y'all got stuff to do. I need y'all to come on down. Musicians, I need y'all to come, come up front, please. Uh, our associate ministers uh, who preached, come on up. Uh, all of our associate ministers, uh, our joint board, come on up as well. I want to thank you all as well. Our office staff, if you're here, y'all come on up too. Uh, all of our, our praise team, y'all come on up. Our, our ministry leaders, yeah, right up, right down, right down front here, right down front, uh, right down front, right down front. Y'all can clap for them too, by the way, while they coming. So when we got here 16 years ago, uh, the goal was never for Ivy to be built off of me or Lady Swan. Quite frankly, there are too many churches that are built off of personality. And when the personality leaves or they transition or whatever happens to that personality, 
then the church ends up suffering and struggling because of it. I never wanted Ivy to be in that position. The sabbatical, y'all, was not just for us to get away, but the sabbatical was also for you to see what we have in leadership that is beyond me. And I want to take a moment to thank all of these that are up front because they are the ones that work behind the scenes. Uh, they carry the ministry forward. I didn't call not one time to ask how the church was doing. And the reason why I didn't is because we have planned for this. We have prepared for this. It is only one heartbeat away that something could happen to me, and I don't want Ivy to go sideways if that happened. There's a church leadership team that has carried the ministry forward. If you recognize, I didn't call anybody from the outside to come in to preach while I was gone because we have capable associate ministers here. <laughs> sons and daughters. And so, Ivy, this was an opportunity for you all to also see what we have here as a church body that we, we don't just have a leader, we have a leadership team. And that this team has done an outstanding job in working together and making sure that the ministry goes forward. I was told that people joined the church while we were away. I was told that things had moved forward, ministry was going on, transitions happened, homegoing services had to be done, all of that happened, and it continued to go on in our absence. And that is a sign of a great church when you have a great leadership team. So, Ivy, let's take a moment to thank everybody that's up front. Come on, let's stand up for them. Let's thank them also for their leadership. And to y'all, we love y'all. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for your ministry. And I know that I can't do what I do unless you all are doing what you do to the glory of God. And so we say thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. All right, y'all can take your seats. Come on, let's give them another. Next group I want to thank is y'all. I want to thank y'all for those who've been watching and for those who have been coming. I heard that attendance has still been strong. Trustees didn't call me while I was gone. So that meant y'all kept giving. Praise the Lord. So I, I want to thank y'all for continuing to do the work because we want to get to a place at Ivy where you trust whoever is here, because you're here not to see Kevin, you're here to see God. You're here to see God. And I told y'all before you left that if you're only here to see me, then that's pastor idolatry, and that ain't in the Bible. And so you are here to see God. And so I thank God for you all coming and still supporting the ministry and building confidence in our associate ministers and other leaders to carry the ministry forward in our absence. So we love y'all and we thank y'all for it. Give yourselves a big clap off and a praise. All right. Now, Lady Swan's got a quick announcement she wants to make. No, I'm good. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Ivy. It is so good to be back. You all look so good. So good. I'm going to give one quick announcement and then I'll get out of the way. Um, you saw in the uh, announcements earlier about the women's ministry. We are partnering with Priscilla Shire and her Going Beyond Ministries. And we are going to be a host site for her conference that will be live in person in Baltimore, 
on Saturday, September the 24th, but we will be a host site where we will simulcast and we will be a part of her audience, but we need you all to register. Our registration, early bird registration is $20 and that registration, I think I'm going to extend it just a couple more days. And then after that, the regular registration is $25. From Doors will open at eight, the conference ends promptly at 345. But we need you, ladies, we need you in the building. We have partnered with some of the other churches in the area. We are the only church in this area that will be a host site. So if you go on the website, you'll see us. Uh, we're on the host map with her ministry and we've been working uh, behind the scenes with her team to make sure that we do everything in excellence. And we gotta do it in excellence, y'all, because they reached out to us uh, to serve as a host site. So we're excited about this opportunity. Ladies, we need you to register, come in the building. We will, with your registration, we'll have breakfast and we'll have lunch, but we'll be led in praise and worship by her brother, um, Anthony Evans, and then she will do three teaching sessions that day. So we're so excited about the opportunity to partner with them they reached out to us, so we've got to make sure that we do it right. So those of you that are worshiping online, you can also join us. It's open and open to all. It's not free. It's open to all. Um, so you can register by going to the website, but you can also work, uh, register if you pick up one of these postcards. There's a QR code on here, and you can register conveniently sitting in your seat. You can just scan the QR code, and you can register right there where you sit. So I want to see you in the room that day. We're Believe in God for 200 women to be in present with us. I think we're ready for some in-person fellowship, ladies. I just really believe that. So I'm looking forward to seeing all the ladies in the room on Saturday, September the 24th. Can you do that? Thank you. Amen. Looking good, too, girl. Yeah, let me just tell y'all what's been going on since, put that first slide on the screen. So what, what some highlights of um, what's been happening since, since I've been out. So first of all, again, I want to thank the church. I recognize that um, everybody isn't afforded the privilege of being able to take some extensive time off on your job. You know, a lot of people don't have that opportunity to do so. So I'm extremely grateful that Ivy uh, allowed me the space to get away. As I said before I left, this was the first time in, since I've been in ministry period, even before Ivy, that's 25 years that I've ever taken an extended break away. And I can honestly tell you that while I was away, I, I did not realize how tired I was. I was burnt to a crisp. <laughs> and so the time away has been fruitful, it's been helpful. Can you put that first slide on the screen? I wanna just kinda of give a highlight of some of the things that uh, I did, uh, we did while we were away. So the first thing uh, was that we got some much needed rest. Uh, got away, um, I was able to just sit in some days and do absolutely nothing, which was great for me. I don't have those days, normally my day, uh, phone starts about 7.30, it ends about 10 at night or so. But for me, just having days where there was rest uh, was significant for me. 
Uh, the second thing was that uh, I was able to sit on a chair and go to counsel. I was able to go because remember when I left, I told you that I had to process uh, all of the transitions that we had over a period of time. I'm able to say that I went through uh, counseling. I want to thank Dr. Mason, Rick Mason here. I went through his agency. Uh, my therapist was Jeff Williams. I had started that uh, some time ago, but I went back and made sure that I was intentional about going to counsel. And I told y'all before, there's nothing wrong with admitting that you love Jesus and need to still see a therapist to walk through your process. And we got to get out of that stigma that I don't need, you know, I've talked to you about all of that already. But it has been good for me. It has helped me now to be in a better position to now serve you when you are going through your grieving process because I've now gotten to the point where I'm healed from that. So I am grateful uh, for that therapy process. Uh, I did complete, some of y'all saw on social media, I completed what I called a mini uh, triathlon while I was away. Uh, and that was uh, a swim, that was a bike, and that was a run. And that was a bucket list item that I said I wanted to do um, before I turned uh, on my birthday. So I did it right before my birthday. <laughs> yeah, y'all know, I'm just going to leave it at that, how old I am. Uh, I was able to read. So again, spending time away, I was able to read. Y'all, I read seven books while I was out. And um, many of those books kind of centered around what it is that, and how it is that things are happening in our world today. I'll talk about that in a minute during the sermon. Uh, we did get a chance to do some traveling, so we got away a bit. Um, we don't post when we travel because uh, I'm always at a mindset. If I'm telling you I'm away, somebody looking at my house. You ain't gonna never see us post when we gone. We're gonna post when we in town. So, so we did get a chance to do some traveling. Uh, and then the big thing for Lady Swan and I is that Cole is now off to school. And so he's at VCU. And Cameron is in her last year of George Mason, or at least, um, or at least she got two more payments. So I don't know where she's gonna be after that. We got one more payment now because we paid the first semester. So. so now we got two kids in college. And so now we're empty nesters. And, and so people have been asking us, you know, how has it been? You know, that the house now, you're empty nesters and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm going to tell you, depending on who you ask. You ask Lady Swan, she's like, well, you know, we're still adjusting. You know, we're still trying to find our way. Me? I get to walk around now, y'all. Y'all just don't understand what I'm talking about. I know we got kids in the room, but I get to walk around the house. And it is straight hunting season at the house. I'm just going to tell y'all. Come on, Devon. I feel the glory cloud coming right about now. Lord have mercy. I thought about changing the lock as soon as they left. Yeah, look. So Cole's home now. I'm like, son, I'm glad to see you, son. I'm glad to see you. 
We are glad to see him. But we know why he came home, y'all. He came, he ain't come home to see us. He ran out of money. He needed food. He needed some, he needed to wash clothes. You know how it is. So, so we're glad and uh, we, we're still adjusting. Let me say, we're still adjusting, right, babe? We, we still, still. But one other thing before I get to the text. So I don't watch a lot of TV. I, I, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. So one of the things we, and I know we real late to the party and y'all gonna be like, for real? But y'all just bear with me. So we finally got to start watching This Is Us. I know we real late to the party, right? I know the, the, the show is over. I already know that, right? Y'all ain't tell me that my allergies was going to act up after every episode. I had to take clarity, man. I can't be watching that show. But yeah, we've been watching that, so I don't know if we're going to finish now because I'm back in, but that's been great. So it's just been good just to be away. I'm glad to be back, y'all excited about a lot of things and ready to get the ministry forward. So if we're ready to jump in, somebody say, let's go. Come on, bring that on out. Let's all stand, please. Let's go ahead and get ready for this text. Luke chapter three. Luke chapter three. I want to start at verse number seven and uh, we're going to verse number 16. Luke chapter three. From the New International Version, John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the coming wrath, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father, for I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The ax is already at the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, anyone that has two shirts should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. Even the tax collectors came to be baptized teacher. They asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, what should we do? Don't extort money. Don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. People were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water. But one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. We'll stop there. You may be seated. So I'm going to start a new series today. And uh, this series... Um, well, probably the thought of the series, there might be different sermon titles, but the thought of the series uh, will carry probably for the rest of the year. And uh, since I've been out, I got this thought um, from the gospel of James Brown. And the title of this thought is, Get Up Off of That Thing. Father, now if you would please let the words of my mouth, I thank you, God, for the privilege of being back. Thank you for the time away and the rest. Thank you, God, for giving me clarity and understanding. Thank you, God, for sitting with me. 
thank you, God, for allowing me to heal, and I thank you for allowing our family to move forward. Now it's time to do work again. Bless me now, I pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, God. You are my strength and my redeemer. All of God's people say it. Amen. So let me take you back before I left uh, to remind you of where I left off in the sermon series. You can put that second slide on the screen. And Bill, I'll probably carry all those slides through till I'm done. We left off with the Fruit of the Spirit series. If you all remember, that was the last preaching series that I did. I know there's been lots of great preaching and lots of teaching that have happened since I've been away, but that last series was the Fruit of the Spirit. Paul talks about that we as believers should maintain or we should strive toward. And Paul lists nine fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Every believer should be working on these nine. This is the evidence that the Holy Spirit is actually active and alive and moving in your life. And this is the evidence that God is working in and through you, not just through us coming to church, not just through our emotional response and praise, all that's great, but there should be something evident in your life that shows that God is in you, that God is with you. I want to hold that thought because we're going to transition from that thought to where we're going next, which is moving from the fruit of the Spirit to the gifts of the Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit series will absolutely change how we do church. But before we get to that series, um, I want to talk about a bridge Sunday, which is today, that helps us connect the last one to where we're going next. Okay, so that's what today is, kind of connecting the fruit and preparing us for the gift series that's going to come next week. Now, one of the things that I had a chance to do while I was out was to really sit and examine the culture. Like, what really um, are we dealing with out here? Like, all the stuff that's happening. And if anybody asks you, yeah, you can say it's crazy out here, and we know it's crazy out here. All kinds of crazy stuff is happening. But as I sat with it and really looked at it, especially coming out of COVID, one of the things, there are four things that have come out of COVID that has changed our human behavior. And in some ways, these four things have impacted how we think about church and how we think about going to church versus watching online and all the stuff that comes along with it. So the first one is, real quick, is confidence. That the confidence of people post-COVID has changed in terms of knowing who to be around who do I trust being around? And where do I trust going? Okay, so some people still aren't comfortable being around people. And then there's some people that are not comfortable being in certain public spaces. That still continues to be a reality for many people, even though there's, still, there's more of a confidence now that people are getting out and trying to establish some sense of normalcy but there still is some reluctance for some people because of COVID, who I'm gonna be around and where I'm gonna go. The second one obviously leads to that is that during COVID and coming out of COVID, everything got pushed to a virtual experience. And if you're looking at the workforce now, even people now don't even wanna go back to work 
They want to work from home because they have figured out that, yes, I can do what I need to do at home. I can work from home. I can do things from home. I can even do church from home that I'd rather just sit in the house and I'd rather just do everything through the screen. That has also become a human behavior. But that also leads to something that we don't talk about, because when you choose to stay at home constantly, it leads to isolation. And do you not understand that isolation is where the enemy plays with your mind the most? If I could just get you by yourself, then I can just run thoughts through your mind. I can run thoughts through all kinds of stuff because you just staying at the house. And may I add, being isolated ain't always a good thing. Because if you're always at home and home is dysfunctional, then that means you're constantly in a state of drama. And the reality is before COVID, many people stayed out the house because they didn't want to go home to have to deal with it. But when COVID hit, they had no choice but to have to stay in that thing and had to deal with it. And some people got through it and some people didn't. But they left being isolated. This is the one thing that I worry about and concerned about when it comes to us. I see a lot of people in here today that's fantastic, but there's still a great number of people who have not come back yet. There's still a great number of people who choose to watch virtually for whatever reason, and that's fine, not knocking that. But that also means that there is an opportunity for them to be isolated, for them to be distant. And when people are distant, that means that the enemy has a greater chance to start playing with your mind and doing stuff in your mind. That's why we need to make sure that we make sure we come to the house of God and make sure that we can get that experience in the house of the Lord. And then the last thing is that now more than ever, people are looking at their health and health now is not just physical health. That now for the first time, many people are, are demanding and wanting mental health, and that's great, and emotional health, and, and spiritual health is now becoming more of an expectation, which is fantastic because that's long overdue. We talk more about um, what's wrong with our ankle than we do what's wrong with our mind. And that's crazy. So now we're at a place where it's becoming more of a norm to talk about mental health and emotional health and spiritual health just like we do physical health. But there is a fifth element that the article that I just shared with you did not mention that I see as the number one problem both inside and outside of the church. The biggest thing that I see is a word called apathy. Now, most of us don't know or use the word apathy, so I'm going to define it for you. Apathy is a state of mind where you have become less enthusiastic, you lack interest, or you lack concern. And what we see now in our society, especially outside of the church, but it has also crept inside of the church is that you now see people who are more apathetic, not pathetic, apathetic. <laughs> they might be pathetic too, but in this case, apathetic. They're more apathetic than they've ever been. Let me give you an example. When we look at our society, we say things are crazy. It's because people have less interest in others, 
less concern for others, less enthusiasm about wanting to help others. Let me give you two things that stood out to me that while I was away, I could not believe that I heard when I was um, just news articles that I was reading. Um, the first one was is that there was a guy who uh, went to a McDonald's. Y'all might have heard about this. And he got in an argument with the worker at McDonald's and decided to shoot and kill the McDonald's worker. Why? Because his french fries were cold. That is apathy. That is less interest, less enthusiasm, and less concern for your well-being. Let me give you one more. There were two coaches coaching peewee football down in Texas. They were coaching nine-year-olds. The two coaches got into it. One of the parents from the sideline stepped in, tried to defend their coach. Then that parent and the coaches got into it. Parent went to the car, came back, shot and killed the coach. Let me just sidebar and say, parents, stop acting out of control at your kids' sporting events. So let, me, let, me just, let me just sidebar for just a moment. Um, that's their life. Courtney posted, her child was at the National AAU Tournament. Her child can't even race. You know why? Because they had to cancel the track meet because parents got to fighting on the sidelines. And may I add, it's us. It's us. Gosnell Hope Park is us on Saturday mornings. The football games is us. And these incidents that I described are us. There is a lack somewhere of interest, enthusiasm, and concern. We see that outside of the church. And may I remind you, whatever's outside of the church slips in the church. So now here's where we are. There's less interest enthusiasm and concern hmm, for the things of God. Less interest to be involved in ministry. Less interest to want to come on a consistent basis. Less interest to be connected to the things of God until something happens in your life. Then we come back. Then we want to get connected. Then we want to get involved. What COVID did was it raised a level of apathy to where now there's less interest even in the things of God. So when we come, huh, let, me, let me put it like this. Here's how you know it's apathy. When you come because you know you're supposed to be here, but you didn't come because you was excited to get up on Sunday and come to the house of the Lord. If you came through the door today, you're like, ah, oh, child, I'm still here. <laughs> but you didn't wake up this morning saying it's Sunday morning and the Lord blessed me to make it through another week. 
and I won't suppose to get through that week because of all the stuff that I knew I did. But I thank God that he gave me grace to wake up my eyes one more time to get to another first Sunday of the month. And, and here's how you know that you're in apathy. When you're more uh, excited about brunch, then this is the day that the Lord has made. And I shall rejoice and be glad in it. When you're more excited about the football game afterwards than the fact that God kept you all throughout the week when you could have been dead, but yet you give more attention and more excitement and enthusiasm to the game that ain't been played yet to people that don't even know you than to the God who sat with you when nobody else was around Lord I think I'm coming back now I see this is what we got to get rid of in the house of God it is apathy how dare we have the nerve to go through the motions post-COVID uh, when God kept us alive uh, when we saw so many people uh, that God called home uh, and you gonna casually walk in here you're not gonna walk in here with no enthusiasm no excitement uh, no concern uh, about being in the house of the Lord uh, I will bless the Lord uh, at all times uh, his praise uh, shall continually be in my mouth uh, my soul shall make his boast in the Lord uh, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together you mean to tell me you get more excited about going to a sporting event than you do the house of God that is apathy I just need you to look at your neighbor just one time and say neighbor get up off of that thing that thing I'm talking about is spiritual apathy. How dare you come in here looking, thinking about something else? How dare you come in here going through the motions? How dare you come in here saying this is just another Sunday? No, we ought to be dead. But if it had not been for the grace of an almighty God, and I can't start my week just being apathetic. There ought to be some people in here that shift the service without us even having to see it. That when we look at you, you can't keep it to yourself because you know all the hell that you had to deal with all week long. And I ain't coming up in here quiet and submissive and, and sitting around when I know what God has brought me through. And it's crazy to me that you can be so excited about things that don't matter, but yet come into church and act like you got a seatbelt around your seat. The devil is a liar. I need some folk up in here that's glad to be in the house of the Lord. I'm excited about what God's doing. I got enthusiasm for the things of God I got interest and wanted to see God's will be done well pastor you don't know what I've been through you don't know what I had to go through you don't know my story no I don't but I know who's been walking with you I know who's walking with you through the valley of the shadow of death uh, so that you can get through everything that you're getting through. I need somebody to say, get up off of that thing. 
We got to get back to being on fire for the Lord again. Get back to being excited about coming to church again. Snap out of this malaise and this funk that we're in on Sunday mornings where you just wake up casually and treat it like another day. And I saw it for myself. While I was out, Lady Swan and I, we saw it for ourselves. Sunday don't mean nothing to people no more. People getting up and would rather just go to breakfast, go to church, or go to brunch, go do all of that. And let me, for the record, state, I ain't knocking brunch because I like to eat too. But why can't you get up first and give God your ridiculous praise and work up an appetite first and then go into the house of the Lord? And go wherever you need to go and get you something to eat. So, so we've been, and for those of you who lack confidence, you say, well, I don't know about going to church. But it was 10,000 people at the game yesterday. And you didn't even have a mask on. But you ain't got no problem going there. You ain't got no problem going to the store. You ain't got no problem going to the mall. You ain't got no problem shopping. But when it comes to the church, well. So here's what I'm going to tell you. The next time you get sick, Call on J.C. Penny. Call the Macy's hotline. Call the Nordstrom hotline and tell them somebody in my family is sick and I need help and tell me what they tell you. But there is a name that is above every name. That when I call on that name. So if that's the case, then why you got more enthusiasm and interest and stuff that really can't help you than you do in the things of God? Our greatest challenge in the house of God is apathy. A lack of interest, enthusiasm, and concern. We just glad to be here. Well, the good news is, or not so good news, is that apathy is nothing new. It's always been around since the beginning of time. And whenever God senses apathy, he calls people to go back to the people of God to say, snap out of it. Wake up. I know you went through this new change in your behavior with COVID. But who made you still live through it all? And we ought not ever, ever as believers show greater interest, enthusiasm, and concern for something out there than we do in here. You at every one of these social events, but you can't come to church.
That's called apathy. John the Baptist knew about apathy too. And John the Baptist, God called him. If you know John the Baptist's story, it was six months that he was born before Jesus was. And John the Baptist understood his assignment. His assignment was not that he was the Messiah. His assignment was to prepare the road for Jesus that was coming behind him. John the Baptist and Jesus shared a similar message in their ministries. The message was both the same. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent means to change your mind, to change your heart, to go in a different direction. Why? Because God is here. And the same message to shake us out of apathy then is the same one that it has to be now. Walk with me through the text. Keep your uh, uh, Bibles open. Keep your phones on because I want you to see what John the Baptist did. Here it is in verse number 7 of Luke chapter 3. What we discover is, is that John the Baptist's ministry is popular. Minister Underwood, he's got a crowd of people that are coming to want to get baptized. It would seem to me that if you got a crowd of people wanting to get baptized, that should be an exciting time of ministry. Everybody should be shouting and clapping and dancing because you got a whole mass of people that want to get baptized. John the Baptist, however, did not seem to have that same kind of celebratory mood. And instead of celebrating with the crowd, he called them in verse number seven, you brood of vipers. Common translation, you snakes. Now I love y'all too much to ever would want to call y'all a snake. But why would John call the people who wanted to get baptized snakes? He says in verse number seven, who told you that you would flee the wrath that is to come? In other words, what John was saying is, y'all ain't here because y'all want the things of God. Y'all here because you just want what you want. Y'all here because you're going through the motions. Y'all here because you want the blessing without the work. Y'all here because you're going through ritual, but you don't want to accept responsibility. You snakes. I ain't calling y'all that. That's what he said. Who told you that the wrath, you was going to flee the wrath? Here's what he said in verse 8. How do we fix this? Verse number 8, Reverend Boyer, he said, produce fruit that is worthy of repentance. Ah, what fruit? Uh, I just told you. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. In other words, here is how you know you're not walking in apathy. If you just come on Sundays just to say I've been here so that I can then go watch the game, just so I can then go eat, just so I can then say I've been to church, then you're still walking in apathy. 
But if you're here because you say, I need to know how God can help me love better. And by the way, I need to know, y'all ready? How to have joy while I'm walking through this hell that I'm dealing with. I don't want my image to present itself as though I'm going through something. I want somebody, when they look at me, they see me still walking and praising, even though they have no idea about the stuff that I'm dealing with. That's how you know the spirit is working in you. How can I have peace uh, when I come in here and I'm still smiling, knowing that I got people out to get me and want to stab me in the back? He said, produce fruit that is worthy of a changed life. And I hate to tell you this as much as I love you, but just coming here ain't fruit. Singing ain't fruit. Being on the stage ain't fruit. If you're going to sing, sing with some joy. If you're going to preach, preach with some love. If you're going to come, let the fruit of God that's operating in your life be seen because that's the fruit that John says is worthy of repentance. And here's what John said in verse number eight. He carries it a step further. You know what he said? He said, and don't come to me saying that Abraham is your father. In other words, don't come up in here and say you've been a member of a church all your life. And don't come at me. This is John, not me. Don't come at me saying, uh, my family been in this church for years. And don't come at me saying that um, we put the pew plaque, uh, we gave money to the pew plaque, and my name is on this pew. Don't come to me saying that because you helped put money in the church that that qualifies you from being uh, uh, in a place where God wants you to be. He said the devil is a liar. He said in verse number eight, look at it on the screen. He said, before I accept that, I will find rocks that will praise me more than I will accept somebody that ain't producing fruit. Because apathy is what's killing us. Let me put it another way. If, if Folk out there don't see us on fire in here. Then what's the sense in coming? And if we got to prime you and pump you to praise the Lord, you got apathy. Ain't no cheerleaders up here. Ain't no megaphones up here. This is the house of the Lord. And you got responsibility too. I know you know about a BYOB party. This is a BYOP party. Bring your own praise. Can I get five people that say I ain't got joy in the bottle. But I got joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about 
how far he set me free. I get joy when I think about how he's carried me over and over again. And this joy that I got ain't in no bottle. It's in the Holy Ghost. Let me tell y'all, y'all be seated. Y'all know this is my first time back. I got a little bit more. Minister Underwood, I'm like Clubber Lang. I got a little bit more for you. Verse number nine, here's what he says. Are y'all ready for this? He's talking to the people who want to get baptized. He called them snakes. You can't expect to get baptized without repenting. You can't expect to get baptized without wanting to put in the work. You can't expect to be baptized without producing fruit. He said in verse number nine, the axe is at the root. Either you produce or you get sliced. Is that what it say? The axe is at the root. Either you serious about this or you not. Either you in or you out. This ain't no one foot in, one foot out. Either you want to do this or you don't. And the choice is yours. John is saying, either you want to produce fruit that's in line with repentance that says you want to change in your life. So I want the Holy Spirit to change my thought life and how I live and how I treat people and how I love. Or you can go back to doing what you was doing. But if you don't do it, I'm going to, John the Baptist said, if you don't do it, God going to find some people who will. In verse number nine, the axe is at the root. Either you get with it or you get sliced. So guess what happens? Reverend Boyer, Minister Tabitha, guess what happens? So that shook them up. And I hope what I just said shook you up a little bit too. I hope it woke you up to realize if you think you can come in here and you ain't in no ministry, But you in every civic and social association out there. But, but we can't get you to volunteer five minutes. You vice president of one, president of the other, and sit down ministry here. Axes at the root. They got shook. The people said, man, we got to get up off this thing. We got to get up off this spiritual apathy. And so do we. So guess what happens? In verse 10, y'all look at it with me, it's crazy. In verse 10, in verse 12, and in verse 14, three different groups of people asked John the exact same question. Man, John, mm, you shook us up, bro. What should we do then? Verse 10, the crowd asked, what should we do? Verse 12, the tax collectors said, bro, what should we do? Verse 14, the soldiers asked, what should we do? How do we shake out of this apathy, this funk? This malaise, this post-COVID 
reality. And here's what John says. He says in verse number 11 to the crowd, you want to know how you get out of apathy? If you got two shirts and you see somebody else and ain't got none, share what you got. Before we even get the gifts, do you see what John is doing? Because if your fruit ain't in place, your tongue ain't gonna matter. If you ain't got a heart for people when they down, then it don't matter what tongue you speak in because you first gotta be sensitive to the needs of people that are sitting right beside you. He said, if you got, some, you got two shirts and somebody else ain't got none, then here's how you shake out of this apathy. You give them one of yours. And he says at the verse number 11, and the same goes for food. So the reason why I ask you, for those of you who got the message, to bring water today, is because right now in Jackson, Mississippi, which is the capital city of Mississippi, there is water, their water system has intentionally been neglected for years by the governor of Mississippi. You wanna know why? Because 82% of the residents in Jackson, Mississippi are black. Right now, they have no clean water. Where have you heard in America that a capital city of a state does not have clean running water? They don't have water on the shelves, the only water that they have is through volunteer efforts where somebody got to give them a case of water and they got to clean with that, they got to live with that, they got to bathe with that. If somebody got two shirts and somebody else got none, shouting and speaking don't help them with water. Go to Walmart, go to Target. Go to Family Dollar, I don't care where you go. Get you a case of water, bring it back here, and let us show compassion and care for people that are in need. Mm -hmm. Verse number 12, Lady Swan, the tax collectors asked the same question. Man, what, what should we do here? You just shook us up, man. John said, stop cheating people out of their money. If you say you're going to pay somebody back, pay them back, please. And if you can't pay them back, can you at least tell them so? You see, the problem that most people got when they lend money is that, first of all, they know in most cases they ain't going to get it back. But, but the second case is that you have the audacity not to communicate with me. And what make it worse is then when I go see you buy some stuff. And you coming back to me, look at my shoes, and I'm looking at you like that's my money right there. you want me to be happy for you, you owe me $50. 
Y'all pray for me, please. To, to the, let me stay biblical, please. Uh, to the crowd, what shall we do? If you got something to give, give it. To the tax collector, what should we do? Stop cheating people out of stuff. Stop trying to get over on people. You call yourself a Christian. Why are you trying to get over on somebody? Be straight with them. Soldiers ask the same question in verse 14. What should we do? Don't extort people for money. Don't accuse them falsely. Stop lying on people. And be content with what you got. Stop looking at what everybody else got on. Where everybody else driving. Where everybody else living. And go home and say, God, I thank you. For what I got. Because if I got peace in this house. I wish I had five people that understand. If I got peace in a little bit of a house. It's better than having drama in a big old mansion. Lord, I thank you that I can sleep good at night in this house. I thank you that I got bills paid in this house. I thank you that when I look in the, in the closet, I got something to wear. I got clothes. I got food. I got what I need. I thank you. I'm satisfied with what I got. I need somebody right now. Give me five seconds up. I ain't looking at you. And please stop looking at me. And let's be thankful for what we got. Now here it is and I'm done. Here's the shift. Here's the shift. After he answered the same question to three different people, what shall we do to shake out of this, to get up off of this thing called apathy? The people in verse number 15 wondered in their mind, is he the Messiah? The way he talking, he got to be Jesus. Verse number 16, he put it to rest. He said, let me tell y'all, I ain't the one, but I know who is. I know the one is the one that's coming right behind me. And the one that's coming behind me, I ain't even worthy to tie his shoes. He said, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me that's got something better than water. He got Holy Ghost and he bringing fire and it's because of the ghost that I'm now able to have spiritual fruit and it's because of the ghost that now I'm able to have spiritual gifts and here's what I'm telling you if you ain't got fruit and if you ain't got gift then you ain't got God because God is the one that puts them in you so that you can be all that God wants you to be I need you to tap somebody one last time and tell them snap out of it get up off of that thing there's gifts inside of you there's healing inside of you there's miracle inside of you there's signs and wonders inside of you but you gotta let that gift release in your life you gotta let the Holy Ghost be able to operate and that's where we are going the spirit ain't just in the preacher 
The spirit ain't just in the praise team. The spirit just ain't in the deacons or the preachers or the trustees. If you got the ghost. God put something in you. And I'll get to this next week. Don't tell me about your past. Don't tell me what you've been through because you will discover that God gave the gift before you messed up. He said, I gave it to you before the foundation of the world, which means he knew you was going to mess up, but he decided for you to have it anyway. And the only reason you ain't operating in it now is because you got apathy you got lack of concern or enthusiasm because you're more worried about where you've been than where you going i wish i had five people right now that say i'm ready i'm ready to get up off of this thing i got gifts in me i got fruit in me i got wonders in me and i'm gonna do it to the glory of god in christ It's good to be back. I can't tell it all today. I'm like the infomercial. Stay tuned for next week. I got some more for you. But y'all, this church will never be what it is intended to be if you still got apathy. There's no praise team. There's no musician, there's no preacher that can give you enthusiasm. That can give you interest. That can give you concern for somebody else. That's the work you gotta do. Produce fruit worthy of repentance. There might be somebody watching right now. Somebody in the room. You say, you know what? I've looked at my life. I don't see where I'm producing that kind of work. The axe is at the root. But the good news is, Jesus is here. And he's willing to accept you right where you are so that you can be all that God wants you to be. So you can get up off of that apathy and we show what a church is supposed to be by how we look after each other. If you're watching, all you need to do is text the and sign, join Ivy, send that to 81010, somebody's standing by. And if you're in the room, right after the wrap-up, I'll be standing up front, ready to receive you. Come on, Shantae. Get up off of that thing. Get up off of that thing. Welcome back, Pastor First Lady. We are so happy to have you back. You now, uh, you brought up the leaders and the ministers and all those good folks, but I'm here to tell you about this here congregation when you was gone. 
particularly mom and pop swan my dunlap passive they was trying to have a block party on fifth sunday Mama Swan, they, they, they was acting like they was the kids. They talking about, we ain't gonna tell Pastor. Try to get trusty, Wayne in it, asking him to cut a check. We want some ribs and fish. We pay our tithes. This was the congregation, Pastor. Reverend Person tried. He tried, he tried. He did his best. I said, Reverend Person, don't worry about it, just pray. But anyway. The church did good. We, we, did, we, we kept on going, Pastor. It was a full house, too. We kept on ticking. But Pastor said, get up off of that thing. Get up off of that apathy. That's what he said. Get on your feet and give God some praise. Are you on fire for God? Do you produce the fruits of the Spirit? He said, B-Y-O-B, that's a, that's a new one, because I was thinking B-Y-O-B, never mind. Bring your own praise at all times, whether you're here, on the street, wherever you are. Bring your own praise. So, John the Baptist told the people, share what you have. Have a heart. If you have two shirts, go on and give the man one. You still got another one? Stop cheating others out of stuff. Matter of fact, I think my cousin owe me $50. Give me my $50 back. <laughs> Stop lying on others. Be content with what you have. John told the people to produce the fruit that is worthy of a changed life. Get up off of your feet. I can't wait for the series to begin next Sunday. So, I have a couple announcements for you. The first one, uh, Lady Swan already talked about with Pris Priscilla Shire. Um, Y'all done got paid the first done passed, the end of the month done passed. First Lady says she's gonna extend it. So go on and pay that $20 instead of that $25, save $5. On Saturday, September 24th, um, we'll be simulcasting. We are the only local assembly in the area. So women, we need you to register. Please register, register. And you get some good stuff for that. Not only are we going to be doing praise and worship with the brother, um, Anthony Evans, but we're going to have breakfast. We're going to have lunch. We got material. So come on out. Come on out, women. All right. 116 is having an overnight camping trip. Matter of fact, they will be at the MRT table um, after service to register those who could not register online and anyone who would, else would like to register. The ages are from 8 to 18, but let me tell y'all something. Uh, if Ray Ray and Shanique was in them is ages 10 and under, they need a chaperone. They're not going to be there on their own, but they're going to be doing some good stuff, 116, tubing, campfires, and all that good stuff. September is National Suicide Prevention Month. Y'all, mental illness is real. So if you know of anybody who is in a sunken place, who needs some help, first of all, we know God has them. Um, but if you need to reach out to anybody, please call the Prevention uh, Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 
323-823-8255. Bible study is back on Wednesday, September 14th at noon and 7 p.m. Doctrine over differences, discord, dis denominations, and dysfunctions, all the Ds. So that will be back on Wednesday, September 14th. Lord Shannon back with her shenanigans. <laughs> be more Shannon. She's not gonna be there this Saturday, which is good because I won't either. <laughs> but she back with the power hour on Saturday mornings from 7.30 to 8.30. They posting pictures and stuff, they exercising, getting all up. Y'all keep right on, y'all doing a good job. Attention young adults. I need to know what qualifies as a young adult because I wanna to go to this. Maverick City and Kirk Franklin will be at the Eagle Bank Arena in Fairfax, Virginia. Call the church office to reserve your spot. Payment information will be coming soon. Also, let you know the church office will be closed tomorrow at, as it is Labor Day. If you just happen to be one of those people that are standing on the corner of uh, Mercury and Coliseum with that sign, it is not for you. You have to go get a job. Love is the key. Y'all have a blessed day. I'm Shante and I love you. Y'all need to stretch your hands. <laughs> just, just, just pray, just pray over there. Just, just pray. Online, let's wave to them. Goodbye, y'all. Y'all have a great week online. We love you in Jesus' name. Everybody else, let's all stand, please.